Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. It's 1234 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan S. Scott with you again. Keep texting us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Every Monday, and normally on Wednesdays, but it was Friday this past week, our NHL insider John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling joins us. Pay no overtime rates on their 24-7 service repairs. That's how you build a Legacy Legacy Heating and Cooling. John and myself had an animated conversation Um in the last uh, appearance that John had on Friday, a, a bit about how games are managed slash officiated. John, how you doing? Bob, you? Good. I got something for you. I had somebody say, you know what, Bob, given yours and John's respective ages, uh, there is a song that uh, <laughs> succinctly defines the nature of that conversation the other day. And I hadn't heard of this song in years, but I used to love it. So, John, we're going to put you on hold for about 25 seconds here. This is pure 70s gold. Dave Mason with We Just Disagree. So let's leave it alone. Because we can't see it. you man but i can remember uh you know around geez it would have been in the late 1970s and i was out in the acreage and we had what was affectionately known as farmer television at that time didn't have cable or anything i i, I spent many many nights listening to the transistor radio on am and that was that's a terrific song from back in the day isn't it you know i can tell you right now i bet you i was a kid in the okanagan valley uh, on a on a rainy night in the summertime, and six thirty, Ched would boom into Oliver, BC, and I probably played that song. So yeah, yeah. No, in those days, there was, Ched was a good old rock and roll town, rock and roll station. That's when uh, you know, and and you obviously knew Wes Montgomery, and sure. Wes, I think, was the best MC the city of Edmonton ever had. Uh, he was. Uh, he was an incredibly humorous man. Uh, he was very supportive of both John Sexsmith and uh, my career. Uh, we used to see him at certain establishments, which is where Wes spent a lot of his time uh, uh, before he passed. The guy, at one time, he had like a 51 share in the Edmonton yeah. market. Like, there was only six stations back then. There's like 18 stations that are now, uh, you know, uh, in the market that are part of the... Uh, 
the people meters that go out for uh, the numbers that are uh, for numerous that come out four times a year. But the guy, and, and all he ever said is, you know sports, you love sports, your time will come, Bob. Grind, grind, grind. And never be afraid to disagree with anybody because the smartest people can add it. I love that song. That's a great tune. All right. So uh, that's, and, and I, I want to just revisit one thing. Can you maybe explain to our listeners, <laughs> explain to our listeners, how much direction would the officials get from Stephen Wacom? And does Stephen Wacom get his direction from Gary Bettman slash Colin Campbell? Because you're, look, you're connected to this. You used to work for the league. In yep. your opinion, maybe educate our listeners. How how do you think this works in terms of how, what the standard is set for the playoffs? Um, I, I truly think that that most of the standard uh, once the general managers are heard out in the March meeting, because the the March meeting, which uh, used to be in Florida, now at the last couple of years has been done virtually. Uh, I think sets the agenda for how the how the officiating goes, and then I, in many ways, I think Stephen Walkham's left on his own to manage his people, uh, and that uh, if there's a time and a place for the commissioner or or Colin Campbell, the you know the, the executive vice president of hockey operations of the league to to jump in, uh, then they will. But for the most part, uh, I think once the GMs um, have their say, Stephen manages that part of the department. Okay. Uh, and again, the genesis of this was the fact that we discussed for two straight playoff years, Connor McDavid did not, get, uh, the owners did not get a power play in the series yeah. against Chicago or the series against Winnipeg. Edmonton lost 3 1 and 4 nothing, And I know three of the games against the Jets went into overtime. Maybe you could make an argument hey, if the owners get a power play at a critical time, regard, it doesn't matter. Edmonton lost the series. They didn't lose because of, of officiating, but it is a little odd that the best player in the world can't get uh, draw a penalty come uh, playoff time. And I think that's where some of the frustration and exasperation meant. And it spoke to where we're going. Like, you know, we're, we're going to see ESPN, who, and I, you mentioned NBC's done a great job. But ESPN knows how to drive things from a sports perspective. TNT is well in the States. TNT has a star-driven panel for basketball. Now hockey as well with Wayne Gretzky. I wonder if we see a move in time, John, where we will see uh, more calls given to the star players in the NHL. Because in the NBA's case, uh, Reed Wilkins pointed out, uh, LeBron James gets about a free throw more per game in the playoffs than he does in the regular season. So that you know, they don't stop giving guy. They don't stop putting guys to the line come playoff time in the NBA. Yeah, but how, how many more? How many? How many more times has LeBron touched the ball in the playoffs? Sure. You know, yeah, I, he plays I, he, way more minutes too. He sure. Probably play, plays yeah, he more does. Minutes. I mean, heck, there are games in the regular season that he, you know, he, he doesn't even play. Yeah. Um. It, again, I <laughs> not to beat the dead horse. Um. But you know, it's it's it is the it is a. A characteristic of the world's greatest team sport, as opposed to stars within sports that allow those individuals to uh, excel and and become stars. And it's and you know I, I was talking to I was talking to somebody on the weekend about the, the fact that you know that we 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 don't want the code to exist. We don't want lots of things to happen. Um, uh, within the game of hockey that have always been part of the tradition of the game, but they rear their ugly heads every time. Case in point, last night, yeah. Bob, you know, it's four to nothing for Colorado, and Colorado looks like they are the Edmonton Oilers of 1984. 
and they can score at will. And the only way that Vegas feels they can manage not necessarily this game but the series is to start to try to intimidate. Then it's incumbent on the referees to manage that situation. All right, I'm going to ask the listeners right now, and you can text us at 780-496-0063. So Ryan Graves gets a heavy shot in on Matthias Janmark. In that situation, should Graves know that it's going to be coming his way and, you know, the first guy that went after him was Carrier and just taking the fight right then? Should he be doing that? And I think we're going to see a generational thing with the responses. I think if well, you're, I mean, I, I mean, I, I've never played the game. At, uh, you know, I've never played the game to understand that. My my answer is no. Your answer. He is shouldn't no. have to. Yeah. He shouldn't have to expect that. However, what happens is the tribal nature of our sport rears its ugly head because people play at the edge. People play on the edge, uh, and and then then it you know then it's on Brian Pacmara. To, to manage that situation, um, you know, and, and you know, Carrier doing what he did to, uh, you know, Makar uh, at center ice. You know, I thought we were back at the Calgary Stampede for a second. Um, you know, and, and that's when that's when game management has to come into play. Yeah. You know, and, and I, mean, I mean, let's face it, Joe Sackick has not built a team that is as physical as Vegas. Yeah. You know whether it's whether it's Ryan Reeves, whether it's Carrier, whether it's uh, Colasar who doesn't doesn't play didn't play last night. Oh, he'll be uh, playing tomorrow. He'll be playing tomorrow night because well, he, he, might, get he will play tomorrow night because we know that at the hearing today, I guarantee you that Reeves is getting at least one. Yeah. Um, so from from that perspective, from from that perspective, should should Colorado be punished for it now? Somebody's going to say, well, you know, Colorado shouldn't be punished. They're going to get the power plays and score on the power plays and win the game. But the question becomes is, is somebody going to get hurt? Is there going to be an injury? You know, this, this in some weird way does go back to Tom Wilson and the New York Rangers. You know, last night the biggest difference uh, – sorry to be on a soapbox here for a second, Bob. Go last night the biggest difference – between the Wilson scenario, and I had an argument with somebody in the Ranger organization last night about this, the difference between what Reeves did last night and what Wilson did was the referees gave him a match penalty, which, was, it's, which is their way of telling player safety, red flag. It's a red yeah. flag, you better manage it. And See, that's what's happening today. There would be some old schoolers uh, that would suggest, you know, you're up for nothing, what are you doing drilling a guy in the head? When you don't have the tougher team, and you, the respond- you, you think you think you think Graves hit him in the head? Well, he got him with a pretty stiff shot. Do you not agree? Knocked him out of the game. Right, 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 I think right in the middle of the chest. Yeah, he got him good. And he hit him well. He hit him well. Yeah, yeah he got him. But, and, but and, and you know what? You're right. There's old school guys said, "Why are you waking the other team up? That would Why be, are that, you doing that?" Especially when you got a team like Colorado built the way they are, and oh, you know, and we we both. I mean. <laughs> Chris McFarland back to be in Nashville in 2017, sitting there scouting for Colorado, and he, you know, he's like, "Bob, I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to completely transform our organization. We're going to move. We're too slow. Uh, we're too old. We're going to go with speed and skill." And he goes, "And I'm warning you, the direction you guys are going right now could come back to bite you over the next couple of seasons." He nailed it. Like, I mean, it was unbelievable. And they got the most exciting team in the league. It, but it is interesting to me. Like, I, you know, I. I got to tell you though, I I grew up with guys. I grew up playing against like St. Albert John, 
when we were in Bantams, just, they had five guys play major junior off their team. They yeah. destroyed us every game. Emmanuel Vivrios looked like he was 19 when he was 13 years of age. They had Todd Ewan on your team. He's probably the only guy to ever clean knockout Bob Probert in a fight. And I could tell you, if you chased Vivrios around, you'd never catch him because he was a way better skater than me. They had five guys in their team that were but, like, we'll run, we'll, we'll run you to your team all day if you keep that up. Well, well and, here, and here's the here's the thing, and and uh, again, and that was that was in 1980. Oh no, no, but, but this, this this goes back. Sure, this goes back decades. Sure. Yes, the art, the art of intimidation. Fred Sherrill. Right. No, but even before the, the art of intimidation, it will always be a part of our sport as long as you allow fighting, and as yeah. long as you allow body checking. Now we're not going to get rid of body checking for sure. Nope. Nope. We're not. I, and I hope, I certainly hope we don't. I don't want, I, I'm not advocating that. I'm just saying when you, when you are allowed to put your body against another body, boom, boom, hit it as hard as you can, and it's legal, that, become, that can become the art of intimidation. So then you have to, how do you manage the art of intimidation? Some guys push the envelope. You know, you're right, Fred Shiro pushed the envelope. Right. You know, but 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 look at the teams. I mean, Scotty Bowman, Scotty Bowman intimidated so many ways with physical, with speed, you know, with finesse. I mean, that you when you get on the ice, if you're a team and you're afraid to play the other guys, you're in trouble. Well, and some would say uh, by protecting the stars a little bit more, you eliminate more of that old school draconian thinking. And, and all I'm going to tell you is next year when we see the, as a guy who used to do graphics and stats and visiting NHL feeds, when we watch those national broadcasts coming out of the U.S. and they got an Edmonton game and they got a Winnip- Edmonton Winnipeg, they're not going to be showing graphics of Adam Lowry going up against Josh Archibald. They're going to be showing graphics of Connor McDavid and Connor Hellebuck, the respective stars for the two teams. Sure. Jo- John, I want to switch focus. Uh, by the way, I believe that's the most watched game Saturday night that Sportsnet has ever had. Uh, I think I just saw a tweet on that front. Uh, I put the question out today on Twitter. You know, right now the polls about it's pulling out at about 70 we've got three or close to let's have 3,000 responses in about an hour and a half uh who do you want to see win tonight montreal toronto only care about the orders those are the three options 77 percent of the respondents want montreal to win uh is there any way to express the heat that would be in the toronto market if they spit the bait here in this year and john i think toronto's winning tonight but is there any way to i mean what would it be like in to if the leafs can't get it done tonight against the Habs? Oh, there would be certain um, uh, aftershocks. There would be certain uh, a state of depression for a long period of time, um, particularly after being up three to one. Yeah. Um, and I mean, this has been a roller coaster series anyway. When you think it started with the the John Tavares injury, uh, so from from that perspective, it was it was one that you know the uh, the fans were heavily involved 12 minutes into the game legal legal check and all or or accident and all um and then the fact that the only way you can do it is you, you can't sit in a bar and watch it you, uh, you you can't go to the game you can't hang out at maple leaf square uh you have to watch it at home and that's uh that, that's created another way it'll be interesting to see how the hockey fan in southern ontario reacts if the maple leafs do you lose John, I personally believe the Maple Leafs benefit from not having fans in the building. You know why? 
Because well, they won't be booing at them in the second period if they're down 2-1. Bingo. Like, yeah. I think Toronto's going to – I could see Toronto winning this game like 4-0, 5-1, just because if they score first, I can't see Montreal chasing them from behind. Toronto's clearly exhibited that they can do that. They get the deeper team even without Tavares and Muzzin. And the Canadians players are banged up. But you know what – based upon their past playoff challenges, it's hard to win, by the way, John, but you you know – what it would be like in that building if they got behind? Are they? Do they benefit from not having the? the, the fans? I, I, I've actually thought the same thing, Bob. I, I think you're bang on. Uh oh. I, I think I think that uh, that this is the one time where if the Leafs do go down, if the Canadians do score the first goal, um, there will be a ton of pressure, but you won't hear the gasp of 19,000 people at the same time and the pacing of 19,000 people at the same time. That's uh, I think that's very I think that's very accurate. Chris Johnson yeah. just reporting game six Habs Leafs uh, average four point seven million. It reached ten point two million Canadians overall. Yeah. Most watch game in Sportsnet's history. John. Well, yeah, it was also on the CBC. So right, and that helps settle. Hey, so, no, uh, that helps. That helps more than seventy <laughs> percent. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Hey, awesome stuff. Look forward to having you on a Wednesday show. Two one Montreal. <laughs> All right. Uh, that is John Shannon. There you go. For legacy heating and cooling, paying overtime rates on their 24-7 service repairs. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy heating and cooling. Brendan, fire that song up as a uh, as a bed for me here. I love that tune. Some guests and owners now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Roos Chris is open for takeout. And delivery through DoorDash. Maggie Taylor and Chef Altaf will take care of you at Roos Chris. Open Wednesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until actually, do you know what? Uh, I talked to uh, Taylor, and Roos is going to shut down for a couple weeks here and then be back up once the province is fully back up and at him. You know what? Sometimes we just disagree. It's okay. Don't have to agree. Keep texting us. We'll get to that a little bit on the injury report front, too. You're listening to Oilers now. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So let's leave it alone. Hi, I'm James Neal from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Better heart, son. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. 1255 at Edmonton. Great tune. Unfortunately, can't sing it. 
this is Oilers Now, and we are going to get into the Oilers Now Injury Report, brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters in injury law. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com because they're the best. Here's Brendan Escott. Well, Leafs defenseman Jake Muzzin out at least three weeks with a lower body injury. Obviously will be a big piece missing for them tonight in Game 7. Captain John Tavares did skate at the optional this morning, but uh, head coach Sheldon Keefe says he will not be available tonight. Elsewhere, Nito Niederreiter uh, doubtful for the rest of Carolina's second round series against Tampa. He was hurt in practice on Saturday, uh, Rod Brendamore said today. All right, let's get to some text on our Ashley Fine Flores text line, 780-496-0063. Bob, great show. Well, thank you. What do you think of a Cassian for Josh Anderson trade? Would the Oilers need to add an asset along with Zach? Uh, yes, they would need to add two assets along with Zach. There's no chance the Canadians are doing that trade. I will say this, Zach Cassian, there will be teams interested in him. I could see Pittsburgh and the New York Rangers, but in fairness to Zach, I didn't mind what we saw to Zach. Um uh, in the uh, third and fourth games of the uh, series. All right, uh, Bob, I do not understand how John Shannon cannot see the Graves, a much uh, bigger player than Yanmark, uh, did not make contact with the middle of the chest first. It was a headshot, pure and simple, shoulder to face. Uh, John is a headshot denier. <laughs> That's, I've never heard that term before. Uh and uh well and what I would say is you're up four nothing in a game, manage the game. Don't give a team like Vegas that has a clear advantage if you want to get down into the uh, nastier aspects of the game any reason to have their ears perked up and Ryan Graves did that. Uh Bob, Toronto's platoon leader is out of commission. Who's the most worthy to lead the platoon? Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews, or Morgan Riley? Well, I, what I would say to you is the same thing that I, I said after Edmonton lost the first two games against Winnipeg. Uh, and McDavid and Dreisaitl were held off the score sheet. It wasn't going to continue. And, you know, Leon got five points in games three and four, and Connor had four points. And I just, I, I know that uh, Marner and Matthews have four points in the first six games of the series. I just don't, to me, it's inevitable that they're going to break through. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. This texter says, I would have made a one-for-one trade last year uh, between RNH and Josh Anderson. Uh, well, I would tell you right now, the Columbus Blue Jackets are a team that would have interest in Ryan Nugent Hopkins. So I can 100% guarantee that. So take it for what it's worth. Uh, remember, last year, Josh Anderson had one goal. It's coming off a season um, in which he had one goal. This texter comes in saying, Bob, in your opinion, what percentage is it that RNH returns? Thanks. From a huge Oilers fan, but go Habs, go tonight, says the texter. 50-50. 90% Smith, uh, percent chance Smith is back. 90% chance Adam Larson's back. Uh, Smith on a one-year deal. Larson on a three- or four-year deal. 50-50 in RNH. And a 20% chance that Tyson Berry's back. Uh, 12.58 in Edmonton. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back, the head coach of the Pacific Division champion, Bakersfield Condors, Jay Woodcroft. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.